Today's episode of The Movie Jungle is brought to you by Sour Patch Kids. Buy them at the store. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back in the jungle. All right, everybody, welcome back to part two of our Harry Potter series of Movie Jungle episodes. Uh, I'm Brian, and I'm here with Betty. What's up, Betty? Sup? Sup? I don't know. It's about as good of a greeting as you're going to get from me today. It's your best, it's your best <laughs> greeting. So It covers everything. It's your best greeting that you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so welcome back to the show. Uh, it's a Movie Jungle Monday. We are recording on a Monday, so you'll be hearing it. Freshy just, fresh. Just, yeah, just a couple hours after we recorded it. <laughs> uh, freshy fresh. You might say. You don't have to. Um, yeah. So welcome to the show. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter and help spread the word of the movie Jungle. And uh, the YouTube channel, um, which is going to contain the podcast. So if you prefer to listen to podcasts via YouTube, um, which there are those who do, uh, that'll be available hopefully before the next episode. So yeah, Woo-hoo. I'm just going to call myself out and put the pressure on and say it'll be available before next episode. Get her done. Get her done. So, and then if I ever come up with any cool other fun little video ideas, I'll have a place to put them. So, there you go. yeah, Movie Jungle YouTube, make sure you keep an eye out for that. I'll obviously share all the details on Twitter and Instagram once I've got them. So, and you can also send us an email at moviejunglepod at gmail.com and I'll read it on the show and talk about it. So, again, get in early before there's an audience. <laughs> it's, you know, right now we've got tens of right. listeners ground level if you will yeah exactly tens of listeners right now and this is this is you know this this is the prime time to to get those conversations going make the investment people (laughs) it's worth it (laughs) anyways um yeah so we're gonna start with a little bit of a news update uh in the movie world actually i didn't even write this down but i'm gonna start with something different movie theaters uh, according to regal's app are gonna open back up on july 10th in my area in our area? July 10th. That seems too soon. That's so soon. That hasn't even... Well, what county? I don't know. You're focusing on the wrong details. Movie theaters <laughs> are coming back. All right. We'll figure out the minutia later. But July 10th is what I'm seeing. I have no idea what movies are even going to be available. There's like none. There's one called in Unhinged, which doesn't look good at all. But if that's the only movie available on July 10th, I will go see it. You will go see a foreign film that doesn't even have like subtitles. You would just sit in a theater with your movie or with your popcorn and your that's cherry coke. A stretch, but I love the cinema. Um, so you would just make up a plot all on your own and entertain yourself that way. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I might talk over them. For, and people will probably thank me. They would. I'm sure the rest of the crowd would enjoy it. Maybe if someone would join me, we could just improv the movie. Please don't pick me. Yeah. Well, you can just watch. You don't have to play. Okay. Um. I'm a, I'm a good audience. I'm not a good. Yeah. But anyways, so they're gonna have. Um. It sounds like they're gonna have 50 percent capacity, which is about double the capacity I would probably go with. But, um. So for recliner seat theaters, it's gonna be every other seat. There needs to be a gap, except for your party. Like, your party oh, okay. can sit next to one another, but then there has to be a seat between you. I mean, I kind of want that anyway. I don't want to sit next to anybody. Yeah, anyway. it's not that different. I... Well, and for a lot of the movies I see, they're, they're a whole lot lower than 50% full anyways. That's true. 
but so yeah they gotta spread you out in the cinema they're gonna wipe everything down wear masks and just you know keep try to keep things clean and you have to wear a mask in the lobby it's required i wonder i wonder how that's gonna work but I'm, i'm intrigued seems very simple i'm intrigued what do you wonder about just how they're gonna keep it clean I don't know. They say they're going to wipe down every seat between every showing. Is that, are they gonna do They've like, got like a spray, like a disinfectant spray that they say is like quick drying. Is that like the aerosol stuff the planes have been using? I haven't used it, but I read about it mm. and I don't know. I think you stopped reading after theaters will open July 10th and you're like, I don't care. I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, but also the, all that other information I just gave you. <laughs> I read that too. <laughs> So anyways, movie theaters are coming back, and I'm so excited. I have a lot of friends that aren't excited, which blows my mind a little bit, because it's like, you know, that here's this thing you weren't allowed to do for the last few months, and even if you're a casual moviegoer, how come you're not like, yes, let's go? Because not that many people actually care about the movie experience as much as you do. I know. Well, that's why I said even if you're a casual moviegoer. But, but they've been releasing them to my house, where I don't have to put pants on. Ugh, boo. I'm still I'm still nervous that I'm not ever going to get a chance to watch Beverly Hills Cop 4 in a movie theater because the plan is to release it on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And if if there's like no screenings of it anywhere and I just have to watch this movie that I've been waiting for my whole life on my TV for the first time, you I'll know, be pretty bummed You about know, it. okay, so whenever that does come out, we'll find a way to have like a projector and make it as big as possible. Yeah. And then we'll do like... Go get some popcorn from the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the big bags. We'll figure out a way to make it dope. But anyways, I'm pumped. I can't wait. Um, Yeah, I'll wear a mask. I'll wash my hands. I'll be super safe. Do what I can. But to have a chance to be back in a theater is very exciting to me. Yeah. And the return of that will probably also mean the return of front seat movie faults. Oh. I know. I haven't talked about that on the show. No, because... Tell the people, Betty, what is Front Seat Movie Faults? So, how long ago was it? I would say about a year ago-ish. Maybe less. Maybe nine months. Brian Brian had a uh, wild thought, and it was after he took me to see Downton Abbey. Is that the first one? No, that wasn't the first one. It's the first one I remember. The first one was the first one Gemini Man? No. Anyways, the idea so, was... Yeah, so he wanted to do an immediate review in the front seat of our car, only being lit by the very... Overhead light. Yeah, the very, you know... Just like the lights in the car and by the mirror. Yeah, they're, mirror. they're perfect, actually. It's just like daylight. Yeah, that's um, a weird it, detail to include. Well, because it's always just weird lighting. <laughs> um, But he wants to immediately go through... Like, what are impressions and what we liked of the movie? Yeah, just a super quick, like, what do we think of this? Mm-hmm. Just a gut reaction right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for me, on almost every movie, is it was good. <laughs> it's because you don't you don't go to a movie you don't think is going to be good. No, and I don't know why anyone would. Well. That's baffling to me. Some people who want to, like, broaden their horizons. Yeah. Um, but, but anyways, we started And that's how it. front seat, well... So we started it, and I remember the first episode, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to call this, like instant movie reviews or something like that. Let me let me know if you guys have any ideas. And no one really... I think I got a couple ideas that were like funny jokes from friends, <laughs> but nothing really that I could use. And so then the next episode, I came up with it on the spot and just said, welcome to Front Seat Movie Faults. And you said it exactly like that. And now... And that's what it is. Every time that I'm in an episode of Front Seat Movie Faults, 
every single time he says which it. Which is a lot of them. I can't stop laughing. Yeah. It because get, he says there. it like in the, the ridiculous manner that you all are hearing it. Yeah. And it makes me giggle every yeah. time. Um. Anyways, I'm gonna mo- I'm gonna find a way. I haven't figured it out quite yet, but I'm gonna find a way to migrate front seat movie thoughts. All the old episodes we've did, they were usually between a minute or two long. Mm-hmm. And I did some with my family, and I did some with m- some of my other friends, and Betty's in a lot of them. Um, but the I'm gonna find a way to migrate those over to the Instagram page, or maybe even the YouTube. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But I'm gonna put them somewhere so that people can uh, digest them easily but i know I yeah had... so when the theaters come back front seat movie volts comes back i know um so i've had a lot of well a lot of people have requested because they really enjoy the front seat movie thoughts yeah but they don't like to go to the cinema they don't like to go to the cinema as much and so they want a run why we didn't do this while well during quarantine i don't know but they wanted a because i was being lazy <laughs> that's the that's the answer <laughs> Well, they want a like for those like Netflix ones or the original movies and for like my sister who says that she can't get out that often anymore and can only watch movies at home. She wants the reviews so that she can watch the ones that are like readily available on streaming. And there weren't that many like Netflix movie reviews that I would have wanted to do because most Netflix movies we watched were just old movies that were on mm-hmm. netflix now but some of them like the new chris hemsworth one yeah was, like the the netflix originals it's kind of like right now, the... but like that was really good by the way mm-hmm. if you haven't watched that what's it called extraction i think so sure watch extraction on netflix it's great it's um, really solid yeah so just like some of the other like original um movies yeah. that some people have done but, but anyways yeah so front seat movie faults coming back movie theaters coming back so excited mm-hmm. all good news um anyways we're going to be probably talking about this every week until it's out next year, uh, just because that's how that's how it goes down with Zack Snyder's Justice League. But the Justice League cut, the Snyder cut, um, has released its first little teaser trailer. And, and that's not exactly what it was. It's a proper teaser trailer. I'm sick of seeing teaser trailer and then it's like just a normal trailer. Yeah, I'm like, and this was a teaser, and it was cool. It shows Wonder Woman looking at like an old painting in a mm-hmm. cave or something, and then and you hear uh, Lex doing his creepy voice yep. over. Yeah. yeah. So, and then um, you get a a quick shot of Dark Side, which is really really cool. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, obviously no spoilers because you can't spoil it. It's a teaser. It doesn't even and show it hardly, but you know. Yeah. I mean, but it's cool because it kind of shows you like this totally different direction. That they're going to take it, which is exciting because, you know, the one we got last time left much to be desired to a lot of people. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, we already know the movie. We've seen it. So to see it, like, is it going to be that different? Like, is is the script, like, completely different? Is it just the tone? Yeah. The whole tone will be different. The direction of the story will be different. The villains will be different. Oh, weird. I think think we're all going to be pretty surprised at how different it will be because they're putting a good solid budget into it and they have a lot of footage to work with there's only i even saw and i didn't jump into them because we had to run in here and record but when we just watched that trailer that little sneak peek Mm -hmm. um there were other thumbnails i saw that showed superman in his black outfit with a beard oh hot damn and so i'm wondering if we'll get to see some unedited takes of henry cavill just with facial hair so n- no mustache gate? Maybe maybe mustache Superman. All right. Or bearded Superman or mm-hmm. something like that. But anyways, pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, check that out and get excited because it's coming next year. 
Um, before you go any further with the news, yeah, I have a shout out that I would like to do. What? I want to make sure that I don't forget. In don't... the middle of the news? Yes. Okay. I have a shout out because <laughs> to me it is newsworthy. All right. Let's no one it. else is really going to care, but one of our listeners, her birthday is tomorrow. So I want to give a very big happy birthday over to Mindy. Um, you can check her out at Mix and Mindy. And that's her Instagram handle. Um, she makes fantastic cocktails out of the Vanderpump Rules cocktail book that always look fantastic. Um, she's a wonderful human being and I love her much. And She's very cool. And she's a fellow uh, bit of a nerd too. So if you're watching her mix one of her cocktails, go ahead and throw a little Game of Thrones joke at her. She'll appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I want to say happy birthday or happy early birthday to Mindy. Happy birthday, Mindy. Um, yeah, that's a good, that was worth it. I'm glad you did okay. that. That was Thank a good you. shout out. I'm not, I'm, I'm not great with the segue. No, the timing was go- super weird, but, but I'm good I'm with happy. the content. Yeah. I'm happy you did it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, yeah. So next bit of news, uh, Marvel is apparently putting together an alpha flight movie. What is that? Which is kind of crazy because and it could be, I think amazing because one of the best successes they had was guardians of the galaxy. And this like unknown band of random people, more mm-hmm. or less, and, and very interesting people mm-hmm. and characters like Groot and Rocket. Like, how do you, you know, if you've never seen that, I mean, we all remember the first time yeah. we saw them on screen. A lot of people weren't aware of them in the comic books. I had only barely seen them in the comics before that. But um, Alpha Flight is like a crazy team of Canadian heroes, essentially. And Wolverine has been a part of the team at certain points. I'm not oh, yeah. an ex- I'm far from an expert, but I forget that he's Canadian. Yeah, very much. They're proud to have him, mm-hmm. I think. He's a little guy, but <laughs> he's, he's feisty. He's mighty. Um but there's a there's a couple of characters in particular that I cannot wait to see on screen, and that would be Sasquatch. And like, like our mascot, Sasquatch? Like Sasquatch. Like straight up Sasquatch. Okay. Yeah, except I, I'm pretty sure that Sasquatch is more of um like he talks and stuff normally so it's like a big old human sasquatch guy okay yeah like i said far from an expert (laughs) but um yeah so sasquatch will be really cool to see and then i think guardian is going to be cool to see because i'm pretty sure guardian is more or less canadian captain america oh isn't that the one no i think that was the british one that was a superhero that was actually named brian uh yeah, there is a superhero named Brian. It wasn't the Canadian one. It was the the. Is it Captain Britain or the Black Knight? <sighs> I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up. Say something interesting while I look this up. Well, I don't know much about any of that stuff to continue. Like I said, oh, I'm ter- it can be about anything. Terrible with segways. Why do you put me on the spot? It's I'm done already. Okay, thank it's God. Ca- <laughs> <laughs> it's Captain Britain, uh, Brian Braddock. Okay, that's what so. Was. Shouts out to my fellow. Brian, uh, I, w- I want a Captain Britain movie, and I want a Black Knight movie. You want a lot of movies. Yeah, I want all those amazing Marvel stuff. There's so many cool things they can still do. But yeah, so Alpha Flight movie potentially on the way. Which So just Canadian super team? Yeah. All right. I think it's very cool. And if you know they what? don't slide Deadpool in there, at least to make oh, a Joker too, to. that's a miss. They have to, right? They have to. you got to have Deadpool show just up. Just somewhere. Yeah, I mean... To not put Ryan Reynolds in a Canadian superhero movie, in a, exactly, that it, would be it, it's, that would be a huge swing and a miss. Be a, a mistake that I don't know that you could recover from as a studio. 
I think it could tank <laughs> Disney if they. <laughs> Anyways, so that's the news. Um, not a lot today on the news. Um, I will actually. I will bring up real quick. Um, a bit of sad news. Hmm. Sad. Do you want to play a little sad? Do you have a little tiny violin with you? No. Okay. Do you just do a frown? I. I. You, hey, you know I can't <laughs> actually physically frown. Well, let's try. I can pout, but I can't frown. So, um, we lost a couple of uh, movie icons recently. Oh. Uh, the most recent of which was Joel Schumacher. He died at the age of 80. He is best known for directing, or not, not best known, but m- my generation knows him for uh, directing the Batman movies. The, the oh. like, my favorite ones with like Jim Carrey and Arnold mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger and all that. Um, but yeah, he's directed a bunch of other stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... Yeah, so Joel Schumacher, 80 years old. Mm. It's a good run. Yeah. It's a pretty good run. It, it, I think getting to that 80 anything, it's hard to be like, oh, they barely had a chance, you know? Yeah. It's but an, it's still sad. That's very sad. And then the other one, which um, it's been a little bit longer, but Ian Holm. Um, really? Ian Holm died, yeah. Sadly, he's Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. He's the priest in Fifth Element. I have not seen. He's Fifth been, he's had so many iconic roles, and to different like generations of people, he's a different thing. Like to the younger kids that are, that know who he is, he's Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. To me, he's the Fifth Element priest. And then I forget what the role he had before that that was really huge, but yeah, so a little mm. bit of a bummer, but yeah. um, we we're we're lucky to have all the great things they did. But, anyways, um, yeah, so that's it for for the news and the updates for the week, um. And now it's it's time to get into it. Get into the meat of it. Part two. Part two. Part two. Two. My French is terrible. You go part two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. What is this section called? Uh, oh, yeah. This one is the uh, Goblet of Azkaban. Okay. Yeah, so welcome to part two, Goblet of Azkaban. It's a little annoying that goblets first when it's after Azkaban, right? Yeah, whatever. It rolls off the tongue better. It's fine. Let's talk about Prisoner of Azkaban. Woo! Let's do it. The um, movie. Yeah. So let we'll go through the same kind of things we talked about last time. Um, starting with some of the book changes. Now, I have not read these books in quite a long time. We probably should have done some homework. Yeah, we could have. Meh. It's a movie um, podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, so the book, I mean, I don't want to focus too much on the book differences, but we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, so things they left out, did, did the changes help or hurt? Do we have anything? Did, is there anything that comes to mind for the for Prisoner of Azkaban? I can't think of like major characters that they left out. Well, or... Peeves, but that was for well, that, the whole series. A, yeah, I'm not, we're not getting back into that. No. Um, no, not any like kind of major characters. Before we started, hmm. you said that you looked up a bunch of stuff about the book differences. Yeah, of the of book four. Oh, ju- you just looked you up told book me four. my homework was book four. No, or it movie was fun four. facts. It was fun facts. Well, I took I took movie four as a like all encompassing <laughs> like homework assignment. You have to go remake, recast, and reshoot movie four right now. That's your homework. I, apparently, I chose the larger ones because I was like still scrolling through a whole bunch of stuff and like yeah. even well rewatching clips. That's okay. I mean, from from memory, the third book's not a very long book. 
um, it was a pretty good adaptation still. Mm -hmm. Like it's the first three books, there's minimal changes. Like once we get to four, the changes start to become many and some of them are pretty dang stupid. But um, the third book, I think nothing jumps out at me. Um, if you're a, there's nothing overt yeah if you're a better, a better harry potter fan than me and you remember something please send me a message on something let us know send us an email we're and, always down for a corrections corner yeah we i'd love to read some of your guys's thoughts on the difference between the book and the movie as a like i could google it but it's more fun to hear it from you guys so if something jumps out at you that you want to bring up let me know and we'll read it on the next episode mm-hmm. um yeah or if you send me an owl and it gets here soon enough i can read it on this episode later so I'm sitting by a window. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I guess for this movie, we don't have a lot for that. Um, what about the casting of, of this movie? So we get a couple of new characters. Remus Lupin mm-hmm. comes in, uh, played by Matthew Thewlis. Is it Matthew? David Thewlis. Yeah, David I'm Thewlis yeah. plays uh, Professor Lupin. Mm-hmm. And then Gary Oldman steps in as Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. I think they're both phenomenal, and I love them both. The only little weird bit, and it doesn't show up, it doesn't get weird till later, and it's not that weird, but it just seems like Nymphadora Tonks and Professor Lupin are pretty dang far apart in age. Yeah, after we rewatched four, and I'm kind of looking, I'm like, he's older than I remember. Yeah. And same, I think that's my issue with but who, I don't know who the... they have as um, serious. I think he just looks too old. You think Gary Oldman looks too yeah, old? Yeah, I think he's just doesn't fit. Like I mean, the he's, age group. he's got a bit of an age-looking face or whatever. But I think I love him as serious. I think it's amazing casting because he is able to just like look like a whack job and like make you terrified of him. Remember the first time you saw the movie and it was like, oh, this guy is horrible. Yeah. And then he he turns on a dime and turns on the heart and like makes you believe him and fight for him so quick and it's just like Yeah, like him him as the prisoner of Azkaban is fine. I think just and it's unfortunate like going forward that I just don't really Well, sadly he doesn't get to be in that many more movies. Yeah. But, but I I like it. I th- I think I think it's really good casting. Um is there any uh, anyone else that shows up? Oh, you you know Wormtail. Oh yeah, Wormtail. Mm-hmm. I don't know the actor's name, but really good performance. What a, I mean, he's described as like a snowy little jerk. Rat. And, and I mean, the, like he yeah, looks like, like a rat like guy. And so the the makeup department and the mm-hmm. casting department did a really good job with him. I think it's a really good performance for a really terrible character. Yeah, like not a well written character, but just a bad a bad book. Um, um, I did find a fan fun fact that I just stum- stumbled upon in this one that i guess it goes over the entire series though yeah do you know that alan rickman was actually wearing contacts the entire time i heard that somewhere yeah i didn't realize that and now i'm like be like oh yeah yeah and, and i guess Daniel the dra- radcliffe did too um he no he didn't i thought he did i thought his he, eyes had to look they tried in the first movie but because they were bothering him they couldn't do it oh uh, they just bailed it, so because harry potter has green eyes not blue oh okay. so they were gonna have him wear contacts but uh, I think because of his like blinking issue, they, they just weren't comfortable. They just probably couldn't get a take of him as like an, a little 10 year old actor or whatever, not like blinking like crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't. <laughs> probably got sick of trying to make that work. I'm sure they were like massively uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that might be a hyperbole. They're probably regular contacts. 
Contacts are annoying as hell, even for me. I, I don't mind them. Um, yeah, so I think for casting, that's about it. Except for, I want to bring up one person. Um, and I want to look up his name because I've never done it before. Okay, so I looked it up. And the other person that I wanted to mention is a character named Bem. I believe the character's name is Bem, but you wouldn't know that unless you looked it up. He's the kid that always gives, like, horrible news. Oh, the one who's just, like, about, like, the grim? He's just, (laughs) like... So he first shows up in the class where they're, like, what's the grim? Like, across the classroom, and and then camera right to this kid, and he's, like, the grim is amongst the darkest omens in our world. It means, And and you don't see him in any other part of the the, the series. There's no setup. There's no, like... Oh, hey, Ben, what's up? Like, walking by him in the hallway. There's nothing. And then it happens again, like, one or maybe two more times. It was, I think, when the... There's a minimum of two scenes of him just it's delivering on this, dark news. It's on the staircase um, with... After the fat lady gets, like, um, uh, mauled or whatever it is. Yeah. He's on the staircase and he's like, oh, the... He says something about, like, where they've been seen or that something was in the castle. It's just, like, this depressing yeah yeah there's that scene where he's like black could be anywhere it's like trying to catch ghost or smoke it's mm-hmm. like trying to catch smoke with your bare hands or mm-hmm. something like who's this just just this ultimate debbie downer he's just like it's like that what's that snl sketch the person that always like oh what is it debbie downer um, it's something that like that yeah, yeah something like that but yeah <laughs> it's, it's so like funny i wonder if the kid had a fun time doing that and like looks back and on like, that and his is like, face is so like just dour well not even dour he has like no expression on his face it's yeah. just like this is this is the situation and yeah it's just like do- pure doom mm-hmm. yeah the doom i'm gonna call him doom kid i will never be happy again yeah he is <laughs> It's among the dog stomans in our world. Oh, sorry. I forgot to introduce myself. My name is <laughs> Bam. Like, what is this? That's so weird. And I only kind of picked up that, like, it's a character you never see again until, like, this recent watching where I'm like, wait, where did that kid come from? For real. For real. Um, Yeah. So the that kid's crazy. Um, It's like Hermione in the. Yeah. With the, was it the time traveler? Yeah, the time turner. The time turner. He's got a time turner. He just shows up only in this movie. Yeah, maybe he does. Because, yeah, you never see him again or after. No. Just just now. He transferred schools. Was he a fan and they just put him in He the transferred movie? to, like, um, Bo Battens, probably. Probably. Probably not Bo Battens. Um, that w- wouldn't make a lot of sense. Uh, what was your favorite magical stuff in this one? Uh... gonna have to go with the hippogriff yeah that's a good that's a very good answer but maybe just because the flight of the hippogriff not the nimbus 2001 no i want to ride a hippogriff i don't want to ride a broom yeah the hippogriff's dope Mm -hmm. buckbeak is awesome what about buckbeak's on camera poop (laughs) (laughs) is that your favorite (laughs) does that count as magic I, I guess it's magical poop. It's just a processed ferret. How did you discover that? I don't remember how I discovered that, but if you watch the scenes with Buckbeak first showing up, one of a, one of the wide camera angles where it's like far away and you see Buckbeak on the left, he just poops. 
It, I mean, they obviously were filming a horse or something and it pooped on set. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, but it's like clearly not real. It's like Is di- it not? digital poop. Why would they put in poop? Realism. It just adds to the... It's like <laughs> subtle ambiance. <laughs> I just thought they were like... They had like a horse and then they like CGI'd that, the you horse. Might be right. And I just might. it happened to be there and whatever animal they had, they just happened to poop and they didn't edit it out. <laughs> you might be right. I might. I may have... I uh, guess wrong on that. But yeah, you can go to the scene, the wide shot. I watched that movie the left. so many times and I never picked up on that until yeah. you're like, watch for the magical poop. Birds I'm like, gotta what? do what birds gotta do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Buckbeak is a really good answer. I don't know if I have a better answer. Um, uh... Oh, were there any other like magical creatures that were left out of the movie that we get oh you know what you're right there was this was the movie this was the book where uh hagrid starts with the class Mm -hmm. starts teaching and they do the biggest thing i'm glad you brought this up the biggest thing is the blast ended scroots oh yeah they're a huge deal in the book aren't they supposed to like like they have them in a box that they're supposed to care for like the whole year or something they they shoot out smoke and fire and like they're really dangerous and he's got all these kids taking care of these blast ended scroots and like i can't i've tried to google a blast ended scroot a couple of times and the results are not consistent is that what you discovered in like it's in the corner of Hagrid's hut that looks all sluggish looking? I don't know. It's not, I don't I would not describe that thing as sluggish looking. It was like spiky and like crab like. It looked it looked like a slug with multiple tentacles. Maybe. Yeah, whatever that thing is. I don't think it fits the description of a blast ended scroot. But it was just a random but creature. Some random creature in, in his um in Hagrid's hut. But but yeah, that's a good call though the the creatures there was and it was more than just that like i think they in the book they begin with like or after the blast and screws he gets in trouble or something and then they're only allowed to have like little stick bugs or something like picket i don't remember yeah picket from fantastic beasts um he is a oh what are they called a bow truckle Mm. um and so i think they have they take care of bow truckles after that and everyone's like wow this is Quite a downgrade from the flying eagle horse <laughs> <laughs> that really poops. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a difference for sure. So, what's your favorite magical? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna agree with you. I think Buck. The, what the Whomping Willow doesn't do for you? Um, no, that's or um, I don't know a werewolf. No, I don't really like. I don't think werewolf. Or the fact that anyone can become an animagus. Anime guy are really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. But I'm going to still give it to Buckbeak. If you were to become an Animagus, what would you become? Hmm. There's people yelling, bird, idiot. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. thinking about it. It would either be a toucan or a giraffe. Those are two vastly different animals. <laughs> yeah, I know. What if you mix them together? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't get off the ground. I know that. No, it'd be like a weird Buckbeak. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to go, yeah, this is the wizarding world. I'm sorry. This is the wizarding world, not the actual world of Harry Potter. So I'm going to go with, I would be a buckbeak, but instead of eagle horse, toucan giraffe. So yeah, I would be a toucan giraffe buckbeak. Not very subtle. Would probably come across more like Kevin and up. 
But I wonder I if there's. Can't get that image out of my head. I wonder if there's anyone that can draw like a really good image of that that doesn't look insane. <laughs> because even before you ever saw Buckbeak, if I was ever like, "Babe, you know what would be really cool is if they had an eagle horse." You'd be like, shut up. What? <laughs> like you'd probably picture a tiny little bird head or something on a horse body and just be like not. All I'm picturing now is just like Kevin, but with like your voice coming out of it. I'm picturing <laughs> I'm picturing take Buckbeak. Okay. Now you make his front legs a little longer. Okay, like a foot longer. <laughs> That's just no big deal. And then um and then make all his legs another foot longer. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're adding two feet to the front legs and one foot to the back legs. All right. So now you've got the posture you need for your giraffe. Okay. Now you take all the... Wait, so his front legs are... are... Front legs. Giraffes have like longer front legs than back legs. They do? Or at least it looks like they do. You get it though. Like <laughs> we need to give this thing the giraffe posture, not horse posture. I thought giraffes... <laughs> Do you think a giraffe is just a horse with a long neck? Yeah. Have you ever seen a giraffe? <laughs> I just Maybe figured... we should start there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, yes, I've seen a giraffe. I've been to the zoo. I thought you were gonna say I've been on a giraffe. Uh, well, if you've if you've seen one, you'd notice. I'm literally looking up a picture of a giraffe no, because, for her. like, just like any other four four legged animal, like a zebra. And everything else, like their front legs and their back legs are going to be the same height. Height. <laughs> um, okay, so their legs are not drastically different, but do you see what I'm talking about? The front legs seem to be a bit longer. It's a, it's like a rectangle. But mostly like... the, the, sp- like the spine just kind of goes up real early. It tends <laughs> to do a big, long neck. So, yeah, so take, take a buck beak. And give him those giraffe proportioned limbs, uh, legs, and I'm gonna um, have a nightmare of this creature later. Nightmare? You mean a dream? A glorious dream? <laughs> I was looking at me a glorious dream. You know what, when it will look awkward the most awkward because <laughs> it's gonna have like a long neck, not quite fully giraffe length, maybe like halfway between giraffe and horse length neck. You're killing me today. <laughs> and then, but it's going to have an amazing, awesome, like its head is going to look so cool because oh, it's going to be like this huge, amazing, beautiful beak, right? And but just, is there going to be like plumage? It's, no, it's a toucan. They don't have weird plumage. They have feathers? Yeah, but, it's, but they're pretty sleek. Like they're, they have really colorful, amazing beaks. And then it's just normal. I'm just staring at the toucan behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? That's the boy. <laughs> There's no toucans behind me. There's literally yes, there no is. toucans There's behind a, me. That's a toucan. This is not a toucan. What is it then? It's a macaw. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like a total the, guess. I just wanted to say macaw. I got the but wrong I'm jungle parrot. Above you, there's a bunch of toucans that well, I can see. Well, I can't see them. But also, um, I just know what they look like because <clears throat> I love toucans. But the moment it'll look most awkward, though, because it's going to be cool. It'll be black mostly. That'll look kind of neat. Why wouldn't it be black? Toucans are black. My goodness. They're black and white. Toucans? Yeah. I'm, what about Toucan Sam? Holy moly. We need to have an animal <laughs> podcast just to educate you. Um, we'll get you a picture of a colorful? toucan real quick. Toucan Sam is a cartoon character to sell cereal to children. 
There's a regular standard toucan. Oh. Pretty black. I heard something had like fun colored feathers. <laughs> there are like toucan type birds that do, but just your standard toucan, not well, the case. What am I thinking of that has all the rainbow feathers and stuff? There's a little bit of color on that one. Oh, maybe. So yeah, yeah. but mostly black. But anyways, what mm. I've been trying to say. Apparently. It's going to look the goofiest when it's flying. Because Buckbeak looks kind of cool when it's flying. Because its legs aren't that long. And it like tucks them up a bit. But those like dangling giraffe legs. Do you think it's going to like tuck them up underneath? You know like when? It could try. <laughs> Not like all the way like an owl. You ever seen an owl's freak legs? Uh, yeah. Oh my I think gosh. I showed you. If you don't know what owl legs look like, Google it and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, anyway, so if I was an Animagus, I would be a toucan giraffe. And I don't know what the magical name for it would be. Uh, I would love to get some, some suggestions from some people. Use the hashtag um, Brian Animagus and tell me what it should be called. <laughs> Oh my god, after that I'm gonna need my inhaler. Yeah. What you like you... that visual? Yeah, it's that one that visual is priceless. What Mainly were because we're talking about. And we were talking about anim anime guy. Animagi. Yeah, but uh I think because as soon as you said Kevin, that's all I was picturing was just a Kevin <laughs> with giant giraffe legs flying but yeah. they're like like tucked under. Like his little huge ass legs like folded under funny. Like put <laughs> like plane wheels. Like a T Rex? <clears throat> Not quite that bad. Yeah. Like an owl. Stop putting that image in my head. <laughs> it is awful. It's insane. Um, yeah, so my my favorite magical item is Buckbeak, but only because there's not a toucan giraffe. Okay. So as I'll, long as we're clear. Love you have to like. Yeah. I might Photoshop that later. That sounds pretty fun. Oh, please make that. Um, anyways, uh, let's see what else we got on the docket here. Favorite magical item? Yeah, because we got that. Uh, we could go to... Let's score this sucker. Oh, we didn't pick a system, though. What do you mean? A, a rating system. I'm about to. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, calm you just, down. You just didn't inform me of it prior. No, how many buck big poops out of seven? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is... <laughs> This is why you have to warn me. Fine, fine, fine. That's that's a little gross. No, no, it's fine. We could do pumpkins. Yeah, let's do pumpkins because okay, how many that, pumpkins? you know, let's not associate one of the one of the good movies with buckbeat poop. Well, <coughs> the world is what it is. It's not what you want it to be. It is when we're watching a fantasy. Nope, it, there's poop in it. Um, but how many pumpkins out of seven? Out of seven. Yeah. Hmm. Going with a solid five. Five pumpkins? Yeah. Okay. I'd probably give it four pumpkins. Why don't we do time turners? Because I did pumpkins. Okay, fine. Um we'll do time turners when we watch Cursed Child. Um mm. but I yeah, so I get maybe four pumpkins. Because I would I'm gonna be honest, it's controversial opinion. This is one of my least favorite Harry Potter movies. Most people really like this one. It gets generally treated like it's one of the best, if not the best, Harry Potter movie. But there's something about Alfonso Cuaron's just like the vibe he sets for this movie where it's just like too cartoony. 
Like, this is supposed to, like, stuff is supposed to feel magical and cool and impressive, not like a cartoon. It's like you're watching a live-action cartoon. What's cartoony about it, though? There's a handful of things. The most cartoony thing and the craziest, worst moment in all eight movies, all ten Harry Potter-related movies, the single worst thing on camera happens in this movie. And that is... When Hermione and Harry are trying to get under the Whomping Willow, and Hermione gets hit by a branch. How did I block out all of like your issues with this movie when we watched it? I know. Hermione gets hit by a branch and grabs onto it. Okay, fine. Benefit of the doubt, maybe she loves rock climbing. She's real good at this. Yeah, her shoulders would be on fire. Yeah, either way. So we'll give her benefit of the doubt, okay? So now she's on this branch. She's whipping around all over the dang place. And then she goes to whip by Harry, and she thinks to herself, I'm going to take my 13-year-old little arm and grab my friend, who weighs 30 pounds more than me, by his t-shirt, which is made of regular (laughs) cotton, and uh, maybe it's magical cotton, and just grab him by the shirt and throw him underneath the tree with one arm. Yeah, that is a little campy. And not only that, but the camera, like, pauses on it. It like the it like shows Harry's oh. face. The camera pauses. Harry looks like, yeah, 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 and like, oh, like looks the, straight at the camera, like a little wily like, coyote. Oh my gosh, it's easily the worst moment in all <clears throat> ten Harry Potter related films. It's it's inexcusably terrible. But anyways, that and like I digress. The other part that point. I like I can never get around is where. It's, it was kind of this way in the book, but it's like it's more evident in the movie. <clears throat> Sorry, I laughed too hard and now I'm losing my voice. It's okay. Um, the part where like Harry's just like, well, obviously that light is was my dad. It had to be my dad. Yeah. Like, and it's like, well, we have to wait here. I know he's coming. And I'm he's like, coming. I know he is. I'm like, you realize that like you just went back in time and you're reseeing things and you're standing in the spot where you thought the light was. Right. Know? Like his logic in in the movie, is I just think kind in the book he connects the dots in a more realistic way, but in the movie it makes it seem like he's a, a doofus. It's a just one of those. Bit. I'm like, I'm like, Harry, you are smarter than this movie is giving you credit for. Like, right. Like, quit being an idiot. But yeah, yeah. So I just don't like how cartoony this one is. I don't think it serves the movie positively yeah. very well. And you're saying that this one was a new or, director, right? Or th- yeah, Alfonso Cuarón, and but also he made Pan's Labyrinth, which people love, and I think is terrible. So I think he's just not my not my guy. Not your cup of tea. No, but um, the um, what was I gonna say the the night bus stuff is um also pretty wacky, which is okay because it's the night bus. Like it's a pretty wacky idea, but the way the bus like zooms around is super cartoony and like it's like bending and stuff in a cartoony fashion and like. But that's what makes it seem like magical. I get the the tree thing because it's like that's there's just like physics involved at some point. But like yeah, the the night night bus is magical. So you're like, well, this one's gonna right. You know, I think it's the music that goes with the night bus that I don't love. Oh, that weird like kind of like yeah. piano vi- like high string violin thing yeah. that's happening. So or the the music. I think music in general on this <laughs> film I don't I don't like as much as some of the others. But yeah. Anyway, so that's why it gets four pumpkins from me out of seven pumpkins. So a little over half. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyways, are we ready for uh, fuffs? 
fuffs. Yeah. Bring on the fuffs. Bring on the fuffs. Okay, so I have two. I did the fuffs for the third movie here. Um, I have two fuffs. Well, and a bonus. I have two point six fuffs. That's very specific. Yeah, I know. Um, so this one's. I think some people know this. I don't know, but in the scene where um Hermione punches Draco in the face. Yeah. They the script originally apparently called for a slap. A big old slap. Oh. And they filmed it. And um so um Tom Felton that mm-hmm. plays Draco, he told uh Emma Watson, go ahead and slap me mm-hmm. for the scene because like you know, it'll be worth it. I'll be fine, right? Yeah. Um and apparently she slapped him as hard as she could. She just like slapped the oh, shit out of Draco. Malfoy. Just wailed on him. Yeah, she smacked him hard. Apparently, which I think is understandable because he's such a little twat in these movies. And like she was, when, method, she was method acting. Yeah, yeah, it would be hard not to method act around <laughs> him. I think. But that said, I mean, I've seen him on. Uh, we saw him live at a panel on Emerald City Comic Con, and he was delightful. And I'm, sh- I'm sure he's an awesome dude. But and he has a cute puppy, doesn't he? Yes. On Instagram. Anyways. So, did she not punch him? She just slapped him really hard? She slapped him really hard, yeah. Like, in the scene that we get on camera, it's a fake punch. Mm-hmm. But they were going to do a slap, and they apparently, I imagine there's footage of it. So, like, is it his reaction to the punch, the slap? No. Oh. The fun fact is just that Emma Watson slapped the shit out of Tom Felton on set. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, And then, fun fact number two... uh. This one is amazing, and I just learned this today. Alfonso Cuaron had the idea that when the Dementors approached the Hogwarts Express, mm-hmm. that the rain would turn into ice, right? Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, his accent confused some of the special effects artists, and they thought he said eyes, because he probably said something somewhat like, Turn the rain to ice. And they heard eyes, <laughs> like eyeballs. So they went so far as to draft a storyboard which depicted eyes falling from the sky, <laughs> oh which they presented. God. This I'm going to read this verbatim. I got this off of IMDb if you want to check it out yourself. <clears throat> uh, they presented to a stunned Koran who instantly corrected their mistake. So someone brought him this thinking like, I don't know why I asked for this, but here you go, buddy. Like, I don't know where this is going. The rain turned to eyes. I guess that is creepy. And those Dementors are pretty creepy. So, okay. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Can you imagine like the look on his face when he gets this and be like, I know. What, what is this what garbage? Like, is this? <laughs> like, okay, give me my real storyboard. Yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, I love that one. I think that's really cool. Nice. And then uh, the point six bonus one is there was a clause in Alfonso Caron's contract that forbade him from cursing in front of the kids on set. Oh. So apparently... I would have gotten very creative. I'm sure he did. He's mm-hmm. a very creative guy. And to be, I want to be clear about my stance on Alfonso Caron. I love him. He's an incredible director. Like, I respect him and... and um, I just don't like a couple of the movies that other people like that he made, but yeah. Way to correction corner yourself almost immediately. Well, it, I don't want people to think I don't like Alfonso Cuaron. Well, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I think Pan's Labyrinth sucks. I don't know if I've seen it. I think it's terrible. 
Well, you think a lot of stuff is terrible. So. No, I don't. I think the opposite. I love everything. Well. You're like, well, yeah, well, I already said the other thing, so I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> yep. Sticking to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, that's my, uh, that's the foof I got for number three there. So, yeah, anything else to add on this third one? No. I think we covered a lot, and I'm yeah. now can't get a like toucan giraffe combo out of my head. Yeah. So wasn't meant to be where we went, but I'm happy we went. We went there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm alright with it. Yeah. Sticking with it. All right. Well, let's move on to the goblet portion Woo-woo. of the uh, Goblet of Azkaban. Let's see here. Um, book changes, things left out. Did it help or hurt the movie in your opinion? I'm going to say right off the bat that this movie takes a massive time jump compared to the books. Like when you're reading the book, the scenes from the beginning where he goes and he meets up with the Weasleys Mm -hmm. and then they go to the World Cup and all the stuff at the World Cup. Like it's amazing. And it's a lot of chapters. Yeah. And then it, they like, they cut out like a bit just for to get to the yeah the meat of it. And it's a lot of chapters. And then there's a lot more chapters of them going to school. And there's a lot of chapters of them being at school and like talking about this big upcoming Triwizard tournament and getting excited. Mm-hmm. And then I'm it's not until like at least a month or more of the school year goes by that the other schools show up. They the other school doesn't show up until October. Right, but and in the movie, it's like the first day instantly. Yeah, like they skip right to October, and the it's only a week between when the other schools show up and when the, the when the Triwizard starts. Right. So yeah. So the I don't like the way they they adjusted that timeline. I don't. Maybe there are reasons why it's necessary, but it doesn't seem to have helped, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Like, I guess some of the stuff I said they cut, they had to cut for time. Yeah. Because these movies are pretty long or whatever. But, I don't know. The Like, the World Cup scene in the books is one of my favorite parts of any of the books. Because mm-hmm. it illustrates all these different magical cultures. And it shows all these different teams. And you get to see, you get to, like, learn or hear, read about the... Um, different entrances and celebrations and mascots of the different Quidditch teams and like, like Ireland flies in with all these like crazy leprechauns and stuff and like, um, Bulgaria has like the Vila as its mascot or whatever, is it? Or no, the Vila are the French mascot. Yeah. Right. And but like Bulgaria has a giant dragon, I think, as a mascot. I think in, so. In the yeah. book, but but yeah, the Vila are in it, and you kind of learn what Vila are to begin with the vila thing was kind of a i i don't know why they left it out yeah i mean i don't is know if Fleur it would have part vila or yeah, straight up vila no it's because her grandmother was a vila okay and the um i guess it's a fun fact but whatever not really an ff but bonus for f- it's just a, a fact yeah it's um, just a fact okay um the in her wand is actually her grandmother's hair yeah it's part of her like actual wand that's another fff yeah um and that's the reason why um everyone has like this uh taking to her and why the girls don't have any like aren't as affected yeah. by her because she has this charming presence to everything and so that's why ron is just like this yeah they're kind smitten. of i don't know it's, it's so confused as to like why he would go up to her and like ask and he's just like uh she talked to me yeah and, the effect that she has on the dudes is, is <clears throat> exactly. pretty heavy and they don't to explain why at all they just expect you to believe that she's 
400 times prettier than every other girl in the movie. I don't know what we're meant to think if you hadn't read the book. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing with like the Bobaton uh, or Bobaton. Yeah. Um, it's not an all girl school. Right. And then the book that's when mm-hmm. they enter, that's not just girls. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was interesting I mean, that change. part, I don't think that hurts the, the movie at all. It's just um, the, the only thing is, is that you're like, oh, there's an all girl school and all boy school that isn't Hogwarts. And you're like, OK, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I love I will say I love the way they enter, though. Oh yeah, like the the ship coming up through the black lake and the um, giant carriage, the flying carriage. Yeah, those are those are pretty epic. Very very cool. I was so pumped reading about those in the book, and I think the movie did a really good job of translating. So if Hogwarts was to travel, like it was like a representative of Hogwarts supposed to travel somewhere, where would they take? Would they take like Hagrid's motorbike? Like where? What are they using? I'm so glad you asked. Um, Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) i picked up my phone she's like oh no i'm gonna be on the spot again this is no you're not gonna be on the spot um this is one of my all-time most upvoted reddit posts which is not impressive there's like 100 upvotes or something on it but um i thought about this a long time ago and i made a post on the harry potter reddit about it and if i can find it I'll, i'll i'll read about it but um I think that it would be some sort of like variation on the Hogwarts Express. A like, flying train? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It might not fly. Maybe it'll just like come out of a wall or like some sort of portal, like magical portal or I don't know. I'll try and find my my post and if I can find it, then I'll I'll read it. But um, so the other the big thing for me, because once because I'd always seen the movies, but like until i read the book i didn't realize just like how much this adds to stuff which is not having um winky and dobby in the fourth movie yeah like you don't have any house elves and like all the mistreatment of house elves and like it barty crouch's suspicions of harry potter are random and weird and like he just runs after him like you call it the scene of the crime yeah it's you boy (laughs) like what Based on what? Because in the books, it's like pretty incriminating. Yeah. At first, right? And then well, you learn that it's like he's trying to cover only, up his own tracks or whatever. Because apparently, like, the, elf the only way to do it is like you um, only a wizard can do it because they forget that like house elves actually can do magic and they're actually more powerful sometimes than yeah. wizards. And so the fact that like um, Winky did it because whatever Barty told her to or however that goes. Yeah. Um, she did it and then she's like punished or whatever it is and um but it's Dobby and Harry gets her a job at Hogwarts and it's just like this I don't know this heartwarming thing and yeah. you learn all about spew and like these how like Hermione is like really advocating for house elves rights but like nobody wants to listen yeah and it's just I don't like especially as activist. I get when I get older I'm like would somebody listen to Hermione? Like, just for the love of God, like, listen to her. Yeah. That, and you don't get to learn all about how the food actually gets to the dining room table. No. It you just seems like Dumbledore just, just wills it. Yeah, it's just another magical but thing. But all he's doing is moving it from the dining, or from the kitchens into the dining hall. So you don't learn until, or, like, the seventh um, movies that, like, when they're, you and their never-ending camping trip, that... It's not mad. You can't just magic food. Like they have to find a different way to do it. Right. So that you know, it's just a little nugget that probably would have been nice to have for the movie fandom. 
um, that house elves are actually creating on the food, and then you have to go downstairs and tickle the pear to go into the kitchens. Right. Yeah. So. For sure. That so, that stuff would have been really cool to have in it. So apparently, but this was the first movie where they had to take a huge book. Yeah. And pare it down to a movie that was the same length as the other movies. So apparently, they did have house elves in the movie. I don't know if it was supposed to be like Winky or Dobby or just whatever. Oh, is this your fuffa? Well, I guess it is a fifth. So I'll, I'll sorry, pause. just keep rolling. Just so it's just because we're driving. Yeah. Um, the in the interest of time, they had to cut about like ten minutes of of the movie out during the scene. So at about six minutes in, when they're like just arriving to the World Cup camping site, um, you can see two house elves chilling on some llamas. And I yeah. verified it beforehand because I was like, wait, what? Yeah, we looked this up and it was awesome. It doesn't look like it could be Winky because Winky is supposed to be like tiny and like this kind of like frail thing with her like little hat. Yeah. But um, it was cool because like you see all these other families there with their house elves like it is this big like wizarding community. Yeah. Um, The other random thing that they left out and... Uh, I mean, I'm okay with it because they, this family always gives me the heebie-jeebies, but this is the first movie, the only movie that doesn't have the Dursleys in it at all. Wow. Yeah. You're right. And here's the fun fact that goes along with that uh, book difference. Yeah. Um, it's because um, some of the actors in that family wanted to get paid more and they didn't want to pay them more, so they just cut them out. That's stupid. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um. Well, that's that's a lot. Do you have any more book differences, or is that it? Um, the book difference was Hermione's dress was supposed to be blue. Blue. It was never supposed to be pink. And the reason they changed it to pink was um, because Con- they... Contrast all the blue in the room better? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and the... apparently it just Emma Watson looked better in pink. Yeah. That's probably... That's so... a change that I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah, who cares what color dress? Apparently, is. there was like a huge like uproar. There's like a lot of like other. Did you call it a hub a hullabaloo? A little bit of a hubbub. A little bit of a hullabaloo. A little bit hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. Yeah. Um. Oh. Over the dress. Um. Because people were like really into it. Yeah. But I don't cool. Know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I would have loved to have seen the the Quidditch World Cup stuff get some more love. Um. But. Yeah. I mean. It's all good. The the spew and like all the house elves is kind of the thing that I wish was in the movie. That's yeah. They just can't. They can't fit everything in there. Yeah, for sure. And that kind of makes the book a little bit more special to me. So yeah. I'm okay with it. Um. All right. So what about casting? So there's a lot of new new people that show up in this one. You've got Victor Crumb. Mm-hmm. You got Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. Fleur de la Clear. Hufflepuff baby. Uh, you Calm got down. Fleur de la Care. <laughs> Fleur de la Care. Who are you, Cher? It's the correct pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, there's Victor Crumb, Cedric Diggory, Fleur de la Care. And then. <laughs> and then I can't with you today. Um, You got Barty Crouch, Jr. and Sr. Mm-hmm. You got Mad Eye Moody. Moody. Mad Eye Moody showed us up. So I think, so we're obviously we're maybe missing some more minor ones, but. um. Really good casting in this mm-hmm. one, I think. Again, with with one exception for me, hmm. Victor Crumb. I think that guy did a good job of having kind of the like mysterious part of Crumb down. Like he seemed like this mysterious like because in the books he's like 
They're like, how is he even in school still? He's one of the best Quidditch players in the world. Isn't he supposed to be like a jock meathead kind of thing? No, in the book, he's like wiry, I think. He's got like long black hair, like like not quite Snape, but I think longer maybe than Snape. I thought I was just picturing him as more like a thick jock. Well, no, that's the movies did that to you. Oh, well, maybe. But uh, yeah, so like he just didn't fit the look at all of the books, but the guy did a fine job and like there's not that much to that character. That's the whole point of the character. He has like 20 words the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. There's not much you can work with it. Um, but so the, yeah, I think the casting of those was, I think Barty Crouch Sr. was good because the guy was like really paranoid and weird and like, yeah, he was just creepy and on edge. And yeah, um, Barty Crouch Jr. who shows up later as David Tennant. Oh yeah. AKA the 10th doctor, AKA the best doctor. I haven't watched any doctor who maybe like 30 minutes. Doctor who's fantastic. Um, anyway, so. Yeah, those are good. Fleur de Care was cast pretty well as well. Um, she did a good job. What about the other Declare? Little Delacare? <laughs> Why do I even do this to myself? I don't know her little sister's name. Gabrielle. Oh, Gabrielle. Yeah. <laughs> um, you saved her even though it wasn't yours to save. Yeah. You saved her. And you helped. A bit. <laughs> um anyways yeah the uh yeah gabrielle excellent casting some Mm -hmm. of the best i've ever seen in a movie (laughs) just barely in it um madame moody awesome super good casting there really good performance i just thought that like he you're going right to it yeah yeah so the (laughs) he seems to have some sort of relationship with harry moving forward and then in the other movies despite never having met him as far as we know I don't know. I'm well, like, I'm like, when weird. did they get like this budding relationship of like? Maybe we're thinking too much of it though, because like when we do see him pop up, and we can talk about it more in the next episode. Yeah. But when we do see him pop up, it's not like they're hey old friend, you know. So. But he just like maybe we're inferring there's maybe. more to the relationship than there is. But I always forget like when I every, anytime I watch the fourth one, I'm like, that guy's lying to him the entire time, and the, he's you know it's crazy. Well, he's one of the he, best teachers. Yeah, there's moments where he's actually teaching and yeah. helping, and like he's I mean he's got his weird like sadistic way of doing it, but yeah, for sure. But he actually teaches them like some bit rude, some good information. He takes so in this and movie, he takes Neville under his wing and like teaches them and like gets them into more into herbology than he yeah. ever would be. So. Uh, he does call him a witless wonder, though, so let's not give him too much credit. Well, I mean, he's moody for a Do reason. Do you really think that Neville, the witless wonder? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's rude. He's a student. Can't say that. He's also nice. He's very nice. He's brave. He sticks up to his friends. Yeah, he's going to cut Nagini's head off someday. Be nice to him. And he's going to be more handsome than basically everyone else someday, too. So, you know, maybe just step off, pal. Do people say to step off? Um, I don't know. Maybe just you. Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Um, anyways, she just did. Yeah, so it's weird that he teaches them things. Like, why? If you were planted, if you're a plant, just that's there. Like, he takes a flyer out on Neville, right? He's like, I know what my plan should be. I'll give this book to that boy. He'll get into herbology, <laughs> and then when moody teenagers do moody teenager stuff, they'll be. Hiding from their friends down by the lake. And he'll tell them about Gillyweed. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. What? I also love Just rip an article about Gillyweed out of a book and leave it in Harry's 
one of his school books or something. Like, like why do you have to like convince can, Neville yeah, and then what? get Neville to like just drop the information off like in the nick of time? So lucky that worked. <laughs> well, that and like, and remember when he turns uh, Malfoy into a ferret? Otter, ferret, yeah, and he's just like playing with him. And I'm like, I love that part. And part of me is like, is it because McGonagall rose up and she's like, is that a student? <laughs> and he's like. Technically, it's a ferret. <laughs> so good. But, like, do you think he's, like, doing that because he doesn't like the Malfoys? Because, oh yeah, like, Lucius was, like, For went sure. back. And he like... hates Lucius. Okay. They talk about it at some point. But, yeah, that was, he I just, love like, that playing part. with him. Like, it's so good. I'm like, yeah, what did Dumbledore say about punish- punishing the students? I'm not, not supposed to. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was, like, we, she was, like, we never use transfiguration as a form of punishment. Surely Dumbledore told you this. And he's like, might have mentioned it. <laughs> so good. It's I love him because... Like, just hit all his plans of like... Getting like... like um, what Even the egg. Everything was butterfly effect. Yeah. like he, even All the... he did is like let go of the butterflies and let them do their thing. Because he's like, well... So if in I the end, I told, guess it's impressive. Yeah. But. If I didn't told Cedric or whatever, then you wouldn't have known about the mermaids. I'm like, why didn't you just hinted at Harry yourself? Yeah. Like, cut out the middleman or middle five people, apparently. Or cut out the whole movie and turn a piece of chalk into a port key. <laughs> <laughs> like, Harry, come write this on the board. But apparently it wasn't like, ready. You have detention. Come write this on the board. Like, you know, I mean, like, that wouldn't work because it'd be inside Hogwarts or whatever, but... And well, I guess the thing that they leave out is that they, um, there's a character and I can't remember her name. She is the how they torture her to, um, find out the location of the World Cup and like get all that stuff and uh, planned mm-hmm. so that they can like get all. That the, it's the teacher that goes missing. Yeah. 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 So they that movie... kill her at the beginning of the sixth movie. Yeah, that's, that's the, her. the one that's holding. Yeah. yeah, that's her. So it's because that way Moody can actually come in and teach. Like, because there is, I can't remember her name. I'm terrible. Um, she was supposed to be the defense against a dark arts teacher. Yeah. And they like, you know, do all their weird planning. Yeah. Chess sure. pieces moving. But, so. Yeah. So Moody, good casting though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really it. good performance. Uh, speaking of casting, I have a fifth. Why are you just? <laughs> because it's fitting. I attempt to have a structure and you're like, fifth of time. <laughs> it's a fifth of time. All right. Let's have your fifth. You can have structure. I'm going to have fun on my side. All right. So, um, speaking of casting, because you know how we have, um, I cannot think of his name, Cedric Diggory, the yeah. actor. Who, what Hufflepuff? Actor? Who's the actor? Hufflepuff. Who? Rob at Batten yeah. Bat? <laughs> yes. Shout out to... Rob, Rob, <laughs> Rob Pat Batten Bat. Rob at Batten Bat. That's his name now. Okay. Because he's Batman. Um, Shout out to Weekly Planet Podcast. So, before it was Rob Bat Batten Bat. Yeah. Um, it was Henry Cavill actually auditioned to be uh, Henry Cavill <laughs> yeah. auditioned to be ru- to be Cedric Diggory. I'm so mad because <laughs> I always was like Cedric Diggory is what he was fine, whatever mm-hmm. he's whatever to me. Because I, I mean, he because went... shortly after that he was the Twilight guy. Yeah, and Edward. I can't. I have a reputation to uphold. I can't like the Twilight guy. <laughs> despite our Hufflepuff loyalties, you know? So for a while there, I was like, "Eh, whatever. But if it would have been Henry freaking Cavill the Mm -hmm. whole time, I'd probably be a big Cedric Diggory fan. Yeah. I'd probably have a Cedric Diggory jersey. (laughs) I don't think he played. Did he play Quidditch? He might have, actually. 
I don't know. But um, they don't they don't highlight the Hufflepuff team at all in Quidditch. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, you're not bitter at all. Hufflepuff. Um, yeah, that's really cool though. That would have been very interesting. Mm-hmm. Sorry, when you're talking about casting, he would have been so good at like. He would have probably given off I think, really. Would he have been really, too like, old? He would have given off like Cormac McLaggen vibes. I think a little bit. Yeah, because he's like clearly way more handsome mm-hmm. than Cedric Diggory that we got. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Though. I don't know. If I would... love Henry Cavill. I think he's an amazing. I don't actor. know if it was just because he was too old, or there's some other project, or why it fell through. But yeah, they wanted somebody else. That's that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Any other general thoughts about the film? Or maybe this will lead to general thoughts. We could go into favorite favorite magical stuff. Oh. Yeah. I think that maybe the the entrances maybe the like the boat especially yeah. i love that they just show up on a ship that comes up from the mm-hmm. bottom of the, the lake that's amazing um i also really love that uh victor crumb turns into a half shark to do his challenge in the in the lake oh all the spells that they so cool yeah like he's just like i'm a i'm a shark guy now um uh, he looks like a street shark a street shark do you remember street sharks no, am I supposed to? Oh, probably not. Spo- I wouldn't go with supposed to, but it was like a cart. I don't even know if it was a cartoon. It was either a cartoon in toys or just toys, but it was like street sharks. They were amazing. They looked like were they the ones that kind of look like king they, shark? Yeah, they just... look they look like king shark, okay. but they all had like different personalities and stuff. It was like one of a number of attempts to rip off the Ninja Turtles, more or less. When the Ninja there, Turtles, oh, there was got a hammerhead huge. one. Yeah, there was a hammerhead okay. one. When the Ninja Turtles got huge, there was like street sharks and like, I think there was one with like rat, rat people. And it was like, you can't just turn animals into people. I remember there was just a show about... Just because the Ninja Turtles pulled it off. I remember there was a show about tomatoes. But then like... again, they did it. And I love it. And now I want a live action street sharks movie with a big budget. Well, you know, it could happen. It probably will because it's a bad idea. Anything from my childhood, it's going to become a movie. Yeah. Um, I think... I think it's always the stuff that's the when they're able to enchant stuff to make it have more space. It's one of my favorites, like the tent and like all that stuff where it's just like it's bigger. Yeah. Like that is really good answer. I love that. When I first saw that tent scene, mm-hmm. that was that like This is magic. That Diagon Alley moment. Yeah. You know? Uh, all over again. Like just like, somehow they're able to create space. Well I mean, and he he acted it the way you felt. Mm-hmm. He's just like I love magic. Yeah, like, like, what? Yeah. Because so he's looking cool. at this tiny little tent. It's like literally just like one that we'd put up like with a one tarp over a branch. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's just got like five compartments in there. And like you're like multiple bedrooms. Which is cool because they don't they don't make it seem in the movie, but like they're supposed to be camping there for like a week. Right. It's not like just a, oh, we're just going to hang out here before yeah, we go to the while. stadium. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, like it's a big event. For sure. That's really cool. That's a really, really good answer. I'm but. killing it today. Don't worry about it. Calm down. No. You're still riding off that high from suggesting good songs last night? Yes. For Father's Day, we... Just a quick aside here. For Father's Day, we sat around in my dad's living room and took turns picking songs and just, like, sharing music with each other. And my dad loved it. Like, he was just on cloud nine. Because when we were kids, he used to always show us new music all the time when it would come out. And he, he loved just being like, hey, what do you think of this song? And we're like, Dad... It's old people music. Why are you asking me this? I don't like it. And now that's all you listen to. <laughs> what? That's, you li- not, that's you have... not remotely true. Well, you don't have anything like newer besides. <laughs> you just before. wanted to say it because it was fun to say. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of 
an older eclectic taste. Macklemore is my favorite artist by far. Okay. But you don't have any like new <laughs> stuff. Yeah. New music's often bad. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, what was that? Favorite magical items? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's any other. What do you think of the Yule Ball? We could touch on that real quick. The Yule Ball. You a Weird Sisters fan? Um. Turn around like a crazy elf, dancing by yourself. Do you know there's actually a Canadian band called Weird Sisters that tried to sue them? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Bummer. I didn't actually have that down. It's just a random knowledge that I have in my yeah. head. <laughs> Bonus for because that's what the that's what the um it's called in the books, but so in the movie they don't actually mention the name at all to get away from it. Yeah. So. And it's cool. Radiohead, I think, is one of the members. It's, like, up there. Really? It's, like, two bands that are, like, part of the Weird Sisters. Nice. Again, I, I not stuff that I had planned. It's just in yeah. my head. Yeah, but the I thought the Yule Ball was okay. That was fine. Oh, you know what? I didn't talk about, like, my biggest complaint of oh, this yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. There's always the there's always the complaint of the movie. Yeah. Um. Well, you, you know... I always have complaints about stuff that I love because, mm-hmm. like, you care about it, right? Well, it's and, like, also when you've watched it, like, you know, yeah. umpteen times. Well, and when it has books to compare it to. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I just, I remember being a kid. I remember being a teenager. I remember my friends being dramatic and stuff. I just can't picture, under any circumstances, someone getting as mad at Harry as Ron does in this movie. Oh, yeah, that is your big beef. It's so silly. All like Harry's like I I dude I have no idea how that happened, and he's like yeah fuck you <laughs> like what is that like it's so stupid. Well, I think it's just because like Ron literally like- lays next to him and he's like Ron I didn't ask for this and Ron just rolls over and goes piss off. Well, because Ron's a little That's bit of an emotional. That's the meanest one. two words you can say with a British accent. <laughs> like he just he's so mean he's so mad and it's in the books like obviously they didn't make that up for the movie but. He's like, just, it's just, yeah, to a level that I can't, I can't buy it. So what are they? They're 14? I can understand feeling overshadowed by Harry and like 15 being sick of that. Uh, No, they're 14. They're 14 in this movie. So I can understand like being sick of being overshadowed and just Mm -hmm. being Harry Potter's best friend and all that. But I just, I just all of a sudden you don't believe Harry. You just don't trust him. After all the crap you After got. You, everything you've been through. Yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, he'll probably lie to me. He's probably lying about this. He's a selfish prick. Yeah. No, I just don't. I just, it's, it's it's silly. I thought it was silly in the book. So it's the book's fault, not the movie's fault. Yeah. Because it was, it was acted okay or whatever. But, yeah, I just, it's a lot for me. He's so mad. It's not yeah. that big of a, calm down, Ron. Grumpy Ron is, like, probably one of my least favorite yeah. things. But. He turns it around. Though. Yeah, eventually when he after he's done playing telephone or making Hermione play telephone. Yeah. Especially when he's like, No, no, dude, that was me. Like, I told you about the dragons. Yeah, lucky I told you about the dragons. <laughs> he's like, Hermione told me about the dragons. No, no, it was me. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like I told Bavardi to tell Dean that she told Jeannie to tell Hermione that Hagrid was looking for you. Looking for you. <laughs> it's like anyways, I thought once you'd sorted that out, things would be all right. <laughs> Who would ever sort that out? <laughs> Why put movie clips in when we can just say them? <laughs> I know, right? Um, I guess it's part of the that um, the them just being dumb kind of thing, like yeah, you know the, the with uh, Seamus just like 
or uh, with the spells, like not being able to pronounce stuff right, or Harry uh, with the last, uh, was it the second one when he uses the flu powder for the first time? Yeah. It's like the common sense stuff. And you're like, why in the world would you think that like the f- 15 people that like you played telephone with would like, yeah, it would, I would assume that you were the one, the original one telling me. Right. Oh, well. Pretty silly. Yeah. Anyways. Just dumb boys. Uh, how many screaming eggs do you give this? Ooh, good rating system. Come and seek us where our voices lie. <laughs> or ring, whatever. Sound. We cannot sing above that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stop doing it. <laughs> She, she's like lightly asthmatic, so it's a little dangerous sometimes when I get her going too much. Um, it doesn't. Anyways, help. how many screaming eggs do you give it? Oh, um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go six. I love six. this movie a lot. Yeah, out of seven screaming eggs. Yeah, I think it's just there's so much like. I'm right there with you. I'm going six screaming there's eggs. There's just so like it's just so much going I don't on. Remember how many chocolate frogs I gave the first one. Hopefully it was like six and a half or seven. I I really love the first movie, but yeah, this one is right up there. I think you can't compare chocolate frogs to screaming eggs. That's true. Um, but the yeah, I'm gonna go six screaming eggs with you on this one. (laughs) Do you want to try it? Try what singing? Yeah, imitating the mermaids. No, I'm not gonna even try. Like when you, I barely have a voice right now. If I try to do that whale, I'm I'm one gonna have a coughing fit, and so then the audience is really gonna hate me, and then I'm gonna have no voice. Yeah, we don't need either of those things. I'm already like f- too far away from my inhaler as it is. All, all it's gonna take is one more laughing fit, and I'm gonna be done. <laughs> nice. All right. Um. Well, I have more fifths. You have more fifths. I told you I do my I do my job seriously, or I take my job seriously here. Okay. Let's have them. Um, I'm pumped. So this is the only movie, and maybe the only book, I can't remember, that Hermione doesn't do any spells. Hermione does no spells. Mm-hmm. Are you quite certain? I guess you looked that up, and it's a fuff, so I'm sure it's real. In but... the movie, she doesn't do any spells, but I know that she probably does in the book because, oh, that's the other change from um when why I forgot about this when we were talking about Animagus. Rita Skeeter being an animagus isn't talked about in the movie. You're right. And like in the book, I remember thinking like, wait, did I miss the scene where Hermione mm-hmm. catches her in a jar? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, that's not in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you're right. It's only in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if she. Yeah, it's just in the movie. She doesn't cast any spells. Yeah. Because um, obviously she's in school. She's going to cast spells in the in the book. Yep. Um And... The other one I have is, I don't know as of if this has ever been outdone, but this one was the fastest selling DVD to date. Like, of all the it, Harry Potter ones? Or I don't of know. All movies of ever? All time, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know if it's been like outdone now, like maybe like whenever Endgame comes out or came out or whatever it is, but like this one was the fastest selling DVD. Like, that's cool. So, yeah. And, those are my fifths. Those are good fifths. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Cool. And you always were giving me crap for taking too long doing my homework. I give good homework. You'd give great homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well worded. Um. Yeah. So there it is. That's that's a uh, part due. Um. 
of the Goblet of Azkaban. Yeah, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Azkaban. Yeah. Do you like? Do you wish it would have been called Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament, or do you like Goblet of Fire better? I like Goblet of Fire better because, like, I mean, it sounds fine, and it's the you almost could call it the Triwizard Cup, but then it would kind of give away that something special about the cup itself. So I like the Goblet of Fire because Harry kind of gets thrown to the fire, right? In this movie, yeah, um, yeah, I like Goblet of Fire because also Triwizard Tournament. When you're reading the book, if it was called Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament, you'd be reading it and being like, I wonder what this mysterious big event is. Betcha it's the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, Goblet of Fire is a great title, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. So, next time we'll talk about five and six. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Uh, what, what are we calling that one? Uh... The Half-Blood Phoenix, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter and the Half Blood Phoenix. Otherwise, it'd be the Order of Order of the Prince. The Order. Order of the Prince. The Ornery Prince. Oh jeez, will you knock it off? Yeah, the Order of the Prince. Yeah, I like Half Blood Phoenix better. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, now I'm gonna do read the things you wrote segment. Um. I don't have any new reviews, so. <laughs> Uh, you guys dropped the ball, but I don't love you any less. Thank you for listening, and it's okay if you don't leave a review. Do we have any Instagram comments? Do we I, have anything? I would love it if you would leave a review, um, and then I'll read them on the show or send an email to moviejunglepod at gmail.com. Um, but what I'm going to do instead is, Betty guessed it, I'm going to read a couple Instagram comments that Sweet. I thought were really cool. Um, the first one here comes from Mitch and... Um, it's about the post-apocalyptic episode I did with Mike. Oh, nice. And we talk about everything being like gray and beige and green and why color disappears from the world in every post-apocalyptic movie. Oh, yeah. And Mitch says, theory on why all post-apocalyptic clothes are tan. Almost all raw textiles are, quote, grayish between gray and beige before they're processed, bleached, or dyed. Um, so no one's got time to, for manufacturing dyes in, sur- in survival mode. Yeah, because it's... I mean, And it, it makes perfect sense. I told him, I responded, I was like, yep, that's correct. Well, that makes sense because the, the reason why royalty, all the fun colors and stuff like that was made for royalty is because it took so long and it was so labor intensive to get like the blues and the purples and the greens all on yeah. th- that stuff. So like peasant clothing was yeah. all tan. So yeah, that's a good theory. Problem mm-hmm. solved. I didn't even think of and that. And also if it's a post-apocalyptic, who's making... Who's making the textiles? Well, yeah, but it's still part of that, though. Me and Mike were wondering, I think, and I don't remember if we said this in the episode, but I would wonder why are, did the color all fade completely from everything? <laughs> like, <laughs> like if they're wearing old clothes that mm-hmm. were left over. But they're all what sun, Mitch sun bleached. Here, what Mitch says, though, is like anything new that's manufactured, like you would just use the raw material yeah. color, and it happens to be between gray and beige or grayish. So, mm-hmm. thank you, Mitch, for the, for that comment. You are correct. It's a fun fact. Um, and then we have one more comment I'm going to read here. This comment is from Mitch. Uh, <laughs> He's very active on the page. Yeah. He just dropped a couple recently, and I liked them both a lot, so I'm going to read them both. Um, this one said, this is in regards to our, do you know what this is? Have no. you seen this? No. This is in regards to our Pirates of the Caribbean episode. Oh, you mean we where talked... I sang the Game of Thrones song and I didn't mean to? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, this is about that episode, and... It's the part where we talked about alternate casting choices, mm. and we brought up the fact that Michael Keaton was an option at one point. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. I don't remember what we said about it. Neither do I. I Hopefully, I ago. said he would have been good, 
because that's how I feel. But um, here's what he said about it. Okay. While Depp is a great sparrow, I'd just like to point out Michael Keaton's performance as Beetlejuice as evidence that he could have delivered a great character for his own version of Sparrow. I think if Beetlejuice had come out today, Keaton might have gotten some awards cred since I think Johnny Depp's nomination for Jack Sparrow helped pave the way for characters like that to be taken a bit more serious, quote, by Academy Awards types, as well as Heath Ledger for Dark Knight. So I think that's a good shout. I think Keaton could definitely have done like a great job because he's a good character actor. I just forget that he can do comedy, too. Well, yeah, totally. Absolutely. He's a very funny guy. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I think that um I don't I don't think we mentioned his him as Beetlejuice. I completely when we talked forgot about it, that he had done Beetlejuice. Which is an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, absolutely go see it. Um but yeah, I think that Michael Keaton would have been fantastic as Jack Sparrow. It's so hard to picture anyone else in that iconic role, but yeah, Keaton yeah. could have done great. Now I mean with that context, yeah. Yeah. He definitely could have owned it. Yeah, for sure. So Anyways, thank you for those comments, Mitch. And um, yeah, so if you guys want to uh, get your stuff on the show, leave a review, send an email, or you know, leave some good comments, and maybe I'll I'll read whatever I find interesting. Um, anyways, in the meantime, make sure you follow on Twitter and Instagram, the Movie Jungle, and share it and spread the word. And yeah, we're excited for the next episode. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know if people are wondering this or not, but if it will be the next like five episodes in a row of Harry Potter, I think I might have random other episodes in we, between. We might some do a of those. break. Brian's going to get sick of me real quick. In but, here. <laughs> I don't think I love doing this with you, but um, I, uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's not a hard plan. So if next week it's not Harry Potter, then maybe the week after that it'll be, but I don't want you guys to get burnt out on me talking about Harry Potter either. Cause what if you don't like it, which is, yeah, so weird, but yeah, you know. so just a heads up, it might not be five straight weeks of Harry Potter. And keep an eye out for details on the YouTube channel. Um, one thing I want to get going, not for next episode, but maybe the one after that or so, I would love to put out a video version of the podcast so you guys can see us sitting here chatting. You can see the cool room we're in, um, and just kind of get a little bit more more out of it um, if you want to. So, anyways. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Betty, do you have any closing comments for us? Um, no, I'm just going to go find my inhaler before you get me laughing again. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just be nice to people. How about that? Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. See you next Monday. <laughs>